This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. The world's most exciting podcast. Home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage. Host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation Podcast. Catch the Michael Savage Podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me this time, exclusively, only... My fellow host, Ariel. Just Ariel. Just Ariel. Just Ariel. So, uh, Ariel. Y'all. What are we doing today? Um, Dying in this heat. Yeah, it's really bad out. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. You know what else is pretty bad? Uh, oh, we could be here all night with this. Uh, zombie parasites. <laughs> Zombie Parasites. It's RE4 Remake time, baby! Yes, this is the RE4 comparison episode where we compare the original to the remake or the remake to the original, really. Yeah. That's something that might interest you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ariel. You ready to dive in? Always ready to dive in when it's Resident Evil 4. Or Resident Evil in general. That's a bad idea because there's a giant lake monster there. Just don't shoot the lake. (laughs) All right. What do we got first? All right. So this isn't in any particular order. I just jot down a whole bunch of notes in random. So you ready? Mm, I think. (laughs) So the first one I have is 
breakable objects and points of interest are now signaled by yellow paint markers. <clears throat> so I have thoughts. Yep. So hold on before we, you get into your thoughts. So in the original, breakable objects could be seen due to a higher contrast. The remake replaced the contrast with yellow markers. It also applied the yellow markers to points of interest like ladders and structures. They did this to try and be helpful, adding a bright color to be easily recognizable in the dark contrast of the remake. Look at them being nice. Mm. All right, so now with your thoughts. It wasn't helpful at all. Okay, I say this. It was helpful to a degree, but it honestly, to me, made things more complicated because the higher contrast is an old trick that video games have always done since the 3D modeling days. Well, even the 2D modeling days to show particular things that are breakable or of interest or, you know, whatever. That's just always been an old trope of the higher, you know, of, of video games. Then you change it in the RE2 remake to be these yellow caution tapes and, you know, yellow objects and you keep that kind of trend going. So you change the game for Resident Evil and that's fine, but don't tell me it made it more helpful because you know how many ladders I walked past? You watched me. I walked past like 19 different ladders not knowing they were there. Yeah, well, that's you. That's a you problem. <laughs> I personally liked it because I'm blind as a bat. Okay. I really need glasses. The game itself, super dark. Yeah. So those, you know, bright yellow. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, hey, I need to go here. Oh, hey, I need this. <laughs> but to say they were bright yellow, like all of not all of them were bright yellow. Some of them were dingy and dirty. And I appreciate the effort that the developers took to make it blend in more with the environment. But it, I, I would hardly call it a bright yellow on some of those. Well, if it makes you feel better, if you remember in the castle, like the pots and stuff didn't have that yeah they were higher contrast yeah so <laughs> see you got you got at least something they gave you something mm -hmm. yeah and i was kicking butt in the castle but anyway <laughs> so the next one i have here the remake plays heavily into the horror elements so it sticks with the action theme like the original however it plays more heavily into the more darker atmosphere with the grittier cutscenes and story moments, as well as Leon needing to use his flashlight more often in darker areas. So not only was the cutscenes and the addition of certain cutscenes a lot more heavily into horror, mm -hmm. then they took that whole horror theme with the darkness. I honestly did like this. I liked... So when 7 came around, they started to add more of the horror aspect to the Resident Evil franchise. And I appreciated that. The only thing I didn't like about 7 was the fact that it was more horror-focused. I don't play Resident Evil just to be scared. I play Resident Evil shoot zombies in the face. 
<laughs> yeah, they did that whole kind of like the evil within where mm-hmm. like you want to escape more than you want to shoot. Yeah. But they did keep that horror aspect going, which I did appreciate. Oh, yeah. I love the whole four is still action based yet mm-hmm. horror. I'm a sucker for horror. So I did love that. Well, they kept that going in Village. They kept that going in the remake, two, three, and then four. I appreciate they kept that going, and I appreciated it significantly in four because there were a lot of things in the original I wished were a little bit grittier. I wished were a little bit more flushed out and more in-your-face horror, and they did that in this one, and I loved that. Oh, absolutely agree with you. All right, so... Next one, there's now an autosave. Thank God. (laughs) The original had a very limited save feature entering certain areas. And in the remake, there's now an autosave slot. However, some difficulty options, such as professional mode, does not have that option. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm glad they did that in the remake. I think a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. When they started doing the autosave options throughout all the series, I know a lot of people are upset because the ribbon is kind of a staple of the Resident Evil franchise. But honestly, I can't tell you how many times when I was playing the original, I would die and go, oh, crap, I didn't save. That means I have to go all the way back to like 17 cutscenes before and have to do all of that stuff again. I know. But yeah. Well, with the RE4 original, they didn't have the ink ribbon. They got rid of that at Mm -hmm. least. Yes, they saw the typewriters. I still love typewriters. And I love that they still kept that in the 4 remake. But yeah, there was autosave, Mm -hmm. which, okay. Yeah, I did love. I think we should make an uh, thank God for autosave (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. So... Next one I have is new and scrapped enemies. Okay. So the remake introduced the brute Hmm. who seemed to have replaced JJ, the minigun soldier. The remake also revamped some enemies like the Colmillos, the dog or the wolves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our wonderful Dr. Salvatore. (laughs) Chainsaw man. Yeah. He got way more hard. Oh Yeah. And the Ganados, they were definitely the same, but different. Definitely vamped up. The Brute, that was the one. That is the um, Minotaur Man. Oh, the Pickface. That's what I call it. Yeah, Minotaur Man. When he showed up the first time, do you remember what happened? We both, like, thrown back in our chairs. Uh, Yeah, because I was the one that had to face him. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell is that? Let me just shoot you with a whole bunch of shotgun shells Mm. here. So... The remake also scrapped one of the boss fights and boss altogether, the U3. Yeah. um, So for anyone that needs a refresher on the U3, it's when you're in the mines and you have to go through that labyrinth maze type thing up in the air. That guy. Well, creature. That's the U3. Mm. So for anybody that needed a refresher, who U3 was. So they just scrapped it all together. I was thankful yet kind of sad because 
Ugh. I hated it in the original, but I loved it. But I hated it. I loved it. I kind of felt like in the original it was like to buy time. It was just another one of those like, oh, you're on a time limit. Mm-hmm. Because you had to get to the stupid buttons to activate and then the time. Ugh. Yeah, I felt like it was like a build up the climax boss, not so much a we need this in the game boss in the original. Yeah. Ugh. <clears throat> Ugh. All right, so next one, which hoo, 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 I'm excited about, and I'm sure everybody else is, the merchant received more dialogue. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Our beloved merchant is much more talkative in the remake. He kept most of his iconic lines while also adding a lot more sarcastic, almost outright mocking lines as well as gracious dialogue. A little bit gracious, you know, when you buy stuff. He was pretty grateful. Yeah, but that sarcasm. Loved it. Loved it. There's also some sneaky dialogue I noticed where he was referencing the merchant from Village. In brief hints and snippets. Where he would talk about his friend or, you know. Well, you knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. Since 8 came out and the Duke made reference to the merchant. You Mm -hmm. knew it was going to happen. I'm glad it did. Yeah. And I'm glad our boy merchant got some more lines. It was so nice. I'm very happy. And yes, clearly his voice changed. They're not going to have the same, you know, voice actor and his voice has changed. But it didn't matter. I didn't care. Still loved it. I liked that he appeared more often, too, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't... I don't know if it's one of those comparison parts that you have later when it comes to the spinels. That was actually sort of my next one. Okay, then I'll hold my thoughts on that. It's part of the next one. I have another one on it, too. But So the next one I have is shooting range changed quite a bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, instead of villagers, you now have to shoot down pirates. In specific challenges. Yarg. <laughs> the reward system has changed as well, now receiving different token types based on performance. You can insert at least three into the dispenser machine and receive charms for your attache case. Once you equip the charms, which you can equip up to three, you get certain buffs. So. I liked it. I didn't like it. I liked it that the rewards were different mm-hmm. because it seemed more helpful than like the bottle caps because those are just collectibles. But now you can get like charms that can give you different buffs. And I liked it. Honestly, I think it was weird with pirates. Would have loved to keep the villagers, but yeah. otherwise I loved it because it gives now what's more like Because it's still optional. You don't need to do this, Mm -hmm. just like it was in the original. But it gives you more of an incentive to do it. Yeah, because I find myself hoarding those coins until I got enough to do certain things. Whereas the shooting range in my original playthrough, for the original version, I did the shooting range a couple times and went, meh, and then left. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's still completely optional, but now you get like, you know, more incentive to do it. Mm -hmm. So next one on my list now has to do with your spinals. The merchant adds more side tasks. Yes. So not only do the blue medallions return, but also there's even more requests the merchant provides. Sometimes you have to get an item or fight a stronger version of an enemy, but there's different tasks for different areas. And this grants you spinals you can trade at the merchant shop. That was extremely irritating. I liked it better when I didn't need them and it was just a little bit of a, a you know, a money boost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wasn't a huge fan of the change. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I liked how it was just, you sell them. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, you get these to, so you can trade it for this or, you know, just, it's not awful, but. I just wasn't a fan. Well, I also wasn't a fan of the tasks after a while. Like, <clears throat> like in the beginning, getting the tasks was cool. It was like, oh, yeah, go kill like three rats and uh, bring me back two snakes. I, I was like, OK, this is fun. After a while, it became extremely grating because it wasn't like you go up and talk to him and you he's like, oh, here's the tasks. No, you had to go find the stupid notes in different locations on the map and then bring it to him. And then he'd go, oh, yeah, here's your quest. Just tell me. Stop making me go hunt for these stupid papers. <laughs> and then on top of it, the quest started off pretty simple. You know, find the rats, find the snakes. Then they got stupidly hard. It's like, oh, I need you to go find this one enemy that's super difficult and hidden in the... Oh, I why? Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, next on my list here... Oh. Leon can now parry. <laughs> Leon parry. No. So Leon's knife can now parry attacks, including the chainsaw, and can repel crossbow bolts and dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that addition. I did too, but it was hard. I had a difficult time triggering it. Well, I mean, yeah, until you can get it down, yeah. But it, I think I like it. This is this is why in Dark Souls S games, I don't learn to parry. I just learn to take hits like a boss. Well, with the with the RA4 remake being, you know, a little more difficult, it was nice to have another little option to block Perry. I did watch a playthrough video of somebody all they did was go through and parry and then attack with the knife the entire game, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> Just saying. Right, so next is removal of most quick time events. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so now you don't have to worry about button combinations to avoid boulders or throw knives. 
However, there's still times where you need to hold a button down or parry. But that's okay. Because you don't have to mash all the buttons together to try to figure out which combination is coming like, you know, I used to do. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you all how many times Ariel raged over the quick time events. She'd be like, that's not what it was last time. Or she'd get real mad because she didn't nail it. Or I'd hit it and it'd be like, hit, nah. Yeah, yeah. That was the most, most of the time you hit it and you're like, nah. And that's when you would rage the most. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I hit those fucking buttons. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. So, next on my list is the addition of stealth. 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 Shame. Bitches. <laughs> So the remake has a new crouch mechanic that can allow you to stealth behind enemies and take them down. Liked it. Liked Loved it. Loved it. It was nice. You can just kind of crouch, stealth your way up and just... I don't remember what which one it was. Um, it was... I know the area. It was the area where you have to go up and down. Like you first meet the merchant in the original. Mm -hmm. You got to go up and down the slopes and stuff. Do you remember me trying to stealth everybody in that one? Yeah. I didn't succeed. I got like three of them. <laughs> yeah, I remember too, like after the, after you get Ashley at the church and you're trying to like get out, you were stealthing behind. Ugh. <laughs> All right, next on my list, the action commands for Ashley has changed. Yes. She's useful. <laughs> so... So instead of the originals, wait and follow me, the commands are tight and loose now. You know why the developers did that? Why? So so players would stop st stashing her in uh, dumpsters and leaving her. <laughs> I read a little thing about mm. it, how the developers changed it from tight and loose so you can't just dump her off in a dumpster and take off. Well, they make her useful. I won't I, dump her in a they dumpster. They did. I mean, I, they did. Realistically, in the remake, they did make her a lot better. I saw a meme not too long ago where it was uh, Ashley in a dumpster, and it just had Leon off camera saying, this is where you live now. <laughs> I also appreciated the fact that she was more useful in this game, but I also was really upset about the tight loose. Because when you tell her to stay stay tight, what would she do? She'd jump in front of you. You don't know how many times. No, you do know how many times because you were standing there when I shot her a bunch of times. And then she died and I failed. Well, don't jump in front of my bullets. <laughs> Listen, my mind goes straight to the gutter when I think of tight and loose. Oh, dirty. Dirty. Moving on. <laughs> So the next one is the aiming has changed. Thank God. Now in the remake, you can aim and move and shoot and move, which is nice instead of having to sit still and then aim and shoot and then move. So yeah, you get a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit more realistic. 
Yeah. I'm not going to stand in one spot while a monster's chasing me with an axe so I can shoot him. No. I'm going to move and shoot. <laughs> Hold on. Let me stop right here. Mm-hmm. Let me aim real quick. Stay still so I can shoot you. Hold still. Stop moving. It's really hard to shoot the axe out of the air when you're moving. <laughs> All right. So the next thing I have on the list They've added a weapons wheel. <laughs> Which was nice. So now you don't have to go into your inventory to change guns. You can just click a button. That took me, what, 40 minutes to figure out? <laughs> now this is, this is strictly to weapons, like grenades and stuff. Health items are excluded, so... Yeah, I know. That's the part that sucked. It would have been nice to be able to have like a quick option for the health items, especially as much as you get damaged in this game. Starting off the bat, because I don't care what they say. Normal difficulty was not normal. That was straight up ridiculous. (laughs) So, next thing on my list is none of the puzzles are the same. Yeah. So, in the RE4 remake, they've just completely redone the puzzles. Though, there are a few puzzles that kind of have a little bit of similarities to the original, but it's mostly completely different. Yeah, I know, because you had all the puzzles memorized, and I was like, oh, puzzle coming up, and it was completely different, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I had to solve the one puzzle for you. Mm-hmm. Listeners that don't know, we uh, played, we switch controllers back and forth when we play games, so just so you know why we keep making weird references to, <laughs> well, you did this, well, I did this, is because we swap controllers. But yeah. Honestly, I kind of liked it because it was new. Mm-hmm. I love puzzles. Absolutely love them. That is another reason why I love Resident Evil because not only is it zombies and horror and awesomeness, it's puzzles. And I love a good puzzle. So I liked the different puzzles because it was something new. Something new I had to figure out. Mm-hmm. Well, they definitely upped the puzzle ante in this too because there was a lot more puzzles. There was the main quest puzzles, and then there were many puzzles that you had to do. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Do you remember the one we had to, where we had to find the paintings on the cave? Oh. Like the wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one sucked. So, next up, gonna talk about Lewis for a bit. <sighs> So the first one, I the first thing I want to kind of bring up about Lewis is he's slightly renamed in the remake. It's not just Lewis Sarah now; it's Lewis Sarah Navarro. Oh yeah, I brought that up when we first said his name. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's whatever. I don't really have a opinion about giving him another part of his name. It's, it's whatever. Mm. So original, 
They didn't provide many details about Lewis. He just said that he used to be a cop in Madrid and later admitting to being one of the researchers on Sadler's team who helped create the current version of the Plaga. But in the remake, he's a former Umbrella researcher. And he was part of the Umbrella Europe Laboratory 6. <laughs> and one of the uh, pictures that you see in his lab. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, this is, I kind of liked this little part here. It's kind of implied that he worked on the project that created Nemesis. I liked that too. And then along with all of that with Lewis, he's in the remake a whole lot more. You get more time with Lewis. I liked that we had more time, more backstory, and we got more of his personality. And he wasn't painted as such a pig. He was painted as like a fun-loving guy. Yeah, that just... He was a fun-loving guy that just wanted to make amends for what he Mm -hmm. did. Which is great. They kind of humanized him more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that you fall in love with him more. And it just hurts that much more when the inevitable happens. Yeah, well... They gave us this character for, like, what? Four chapters and then took him away? And he was, like, in there for, like, two seconds each time in the original. Yeah, like, the most you get with him is that little barn scene, if you want to call it a barn. It was, like, a big house, but whatever, Mm. where you have to shoot up all the zombies coming in. But in the remake, you get a whole, whole lot more. It's great. I loved it. He has more dialogue. He has more time. It's great. It made it hurt more. When the inevitable happens. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So to go from that sad topic, let's talk about the Illuminatos. So the RE4 remake goes into a little bit more detail about the Illuminatos. So you actually kind of find some monuments on the island that tell like how Salazar's ancestors banished Sadlers from the village. Where the Sadler family apparently bided their time for generations until Osman mounted a comeback. And subsequently enthralled Ramon Salazar, who apparently the files found in the castle was like a bad seed. She's a bad seed. Just bide our time until the bad one comes. Right. I did like that, though. It gave it a little bit more of a oomph when Sadler is inevitably, you know, when you find out he's taken over the island and, you know, all this. Give it a little bit more oomph. Like this, his family waited. They Let me just bide my time. Yeah. And then, like, we also find out a little bit more about, like, the finding of the Plagas from the Salazars. 
because they're the ones that hid the Plagas in the caverns below the castle. Yeah, I remember reading that one to you, and we both were mind-fucked on that one. So wait, they hid it down there? Yeah, like the old Salazars hid it down there in the cavern so nobody would find it ever, and oh, then Sadler came along and was like, oh, hey, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, let's be friends. Let's be real good friends. Let's go, let's go explore in the caverns. Come on now. And then Ramon's like, oh, okay, I've got a friend, and does it. It, made, it didn't exactly play out like that, but that's how I thought in my head how it all played down. So, I need um, Microsoft Art. Like, Microsoft Art. Microsoft Art cartoon drawings of that exact explanation from you. Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> Microsoft Paint. That's the one I was thinking of. Microsoft Paint. Very crude cartoons drawn of those two. Hey, buddy. So to kind of play in a little bit more of the Illuminatus real quick, the remake really dived deep into, like, the zealots of the cult. Like, they were very, very... Even Sadler was very much... This cult is the best. Our cult's Kool-Aid tastes better than everybody else's cult's Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just... I loved how the remake kind of played into the insanity of everyone in this cult. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I loved it. It's very much... Even very our, much so. Even our village head was a nutbag. They were all just insane. Insane zealots. I loved it. I think I kind of loved it more because, like, it was very much cult-like. 100% cult now instead of just, oh, hey, we're the Illuminatos. Like, no, this was a cult cult. And I love Cthulhu. And Cthulhu is full of cults. So it kind of just reminded me of that. And I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> So, all right, let's go to the next one here. We're going to talk about the changes in Jack Krauser. Oh, Jackie Boo. I don't know. Jackie Boo, no. <laughs> Jackie's a dick. A major dick. Even more so in the remake than he was in the original. So, in the remake, they gave him a much more antagonistic relationship with Leon. Like, right from the start. And in the remake, it seems like he is fully devoted to the Illuminados and that Whisker was never mentioned. Whereas in the original, it was he was pretending to, you know, be a part of this cult or whatever when really working with Whisker and it's just a whole bunch of backstabbing. But like in the remake, it was just very much like, oh, I'm part of this insanity now. I lost my saving throw from my insanity check. And I am full into the cult now. I am all in. I am all in. Kind of had like a huge vendetta against Leon in this one too. Yeah, and they did play, which I did like, how they played more into Jack coming from the Dark Side Chronicles. Mm-hmm. 
which Capcom, I hope that is a hint that there is a future remake for Darkseid Chronicles eventually. Do Code Veronica first. That was to say, oh, only after Code Veronica. Well, yes, do Code Veronica first. But, you know, after that, it would be awesome if you did a remake on the Darkseid Chronicles. I hope you're listening, Capcom. Do it. You already have the character models. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, in all seriousness, I do love that they did that. They played have more heavily into him coming from the Dark Side Chronicles mm-hmm. with the Operation Javier and everything else, his relationship with Leon, with the whole, like, I taught you well shit type of thing going on. And I loved it. I thought it was great. If you play the original, you would have had no idea that there was even a Dark Side Chronicles. Like, none. But in this, like... It plays heavily on there was something before. Well, and in the original, you get the sense that Leon and Krauser know each other, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, because like they make mention, like Mm -hmm. Leon makes mention, but that's basically it. There was nothing else. Yeah, we got history, bro. And this one, you get a little taste of what the history is. Just a little taste. Like a lot of taste. They throw it in your mouth. Well, yeah. So I kind of talked a little bit about how Ashley has changed from Mm -hmm. the original to the remakes. Now I'm going to kind of just go in here with Ashley now. They definitely revamped her character in the remake. And the original, I mean, everybody knows, everybody knows. Ashley was kind of annoying, not kind of, she was very annoying, but she was annoying and not helpful whatsoever and she seemed extremely childlike for a girl that's in college now i know all of you are out there saying well yeah like she's just a normal girl throwing her into that she's gonna be i get that but you could have not made her so annoying yeah she was very much a daddy's credit card girl it's very whiny yeah she didn't need to be all that she was, after all, the president's daughter, and we've met the president. I can't imagine he raised a daughter like that. Oh, I could. He was kind of hard ass. Kind of just here, take my credit card, shut up, and go away. <laughs> but in the remake, they did do a lot better job at making her more mature. Yes, she's still freaked out, clearly. Yes, anybody would be freaked out getting kidnapped having something implanted into you 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 know fighting that monster within Mm -hmm. and you know all of that stuff but they did make her have a more mature uh demeanor i guess i'm trying to say she wasn't as annoying her and leon seem to have gotten you know throughout all of that seem to have gotten a little closer Probably not as close as she would have liked to get with Leon, but that's a different thing. Oh, no, they changed that at the end, remember? (laughs) Now they're just besties. Yeah, they're besties. Uh, Yeah, well, regardless. Like, you know, it just... They made it... They made her a more likable character. I could tolerate her now. Until she jumps in front of my bullets. They fleshed out her character. She is a typical girl like teenage girl thrown into the situation with no sort of combat experience nothing she's terrified yes but she's also the president's daughter so she is resourceful 
she is she does understand that she can't be underfoot she can't be in the way she understands that Leon has a job to do like in this she's not hanging all over you because she's scared she understands that the only way they're getting out of this is if I let you do your job like I like that they made her a real person yeah like kind of like what I was saying because I agree with you on that like they made her more mature Mm -hmm. and I liked that I liked that aspect. All right. My boy, Leon. My boy, Leon. They did change a little bit about him. Not a whole lot. He still had his wonderful, iconic lines. Where's everybody going? Bingo. Loved it. Loved it. I The changes that the remake made... They explained things with him that happened after two. And I liked that. Mm -hmm. They went more into his um, mental state, I guess you could say. He had talked more about the events that happened after two and how he took everything that happened in two. And I liked that. I liked that aspect. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked that they portrayed him as a guy who was still struggling basically with PTSD. He was throughout that game, he was struggling with PTSD and trying to pick up some sort of semblance of who he used to be. And even even so, like making amends mm-hmm. for what he thought he needed to make amends for. And it was great. I love how Capcom is going more into, with all these remakes, Mm -hmm. more into the mental states of the characters. Because they did that with Jill Mm -hmm. in the three remake. Like, right off the bat. (laughs) I know, and I love it because it makes these characters seem more personable, more human. Mm -hmm. And not just a character on a screen. I I liked Leon in this. I honestly did not like him in 4 because I felt like he was portrayed as the sexy poster boy for Resident Evil. And he was this certified badass who could do no wrong. I liked him, but I didn't like him. He didn't seem real. You just got done dealing with this entire chaos in two. Then you had to deal with crap and dark side. Like you've dealt with crap after crap after crap. How are you not affected by any of this? And then when they did the remake, I liked him. I talk shit about him all the time, but that made me like him as a character and want to root for him to win because he was a person. He was real. I've got no comments on that because I love Leon. <laughs> he is the pretty poster boy of Resident Evil. And yeah, I fell. Hook, line, and sinker. It's fine. It's fine. You know, um, Leon is also Mango's favorite character. I oh. said it, Mango. I hope oh. you're listening. Oh, snap. Burn. Uh. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I love how even it just Leon aside. I love how they're 
making the iconic characters more relatable, more human. And it's wonderful. Good job, Capcom. Love it. Can't wait to see what you do with Chris. To be honest, I can't. It... Well, if it's anything like Death Island, I'm excited. Ooh, Death Island. <laughs> <laughs> So those are kind of like the major points. Yeah, there are some more differences. Like there's different cutscenes. There's different areas. Like with the whole addition of that cave. Oh yeah. And like yes, there are some di more differences, but I feel like those were like kind of the main points. And so that's about all I have. So there's two I want to bring up if you'd like to talk about them. Sure. Uh, you kind of hinted at it with the levels and the changes. How did you feel about the boat being more useful after our giant fishy fight? fight? Yep. Was a lot better. I, I liked the fact that you had to use it to explore these little hidden caverns and find new treasures. And I liked that it made it more it made that whole thing more worth it. That more boss, that boss fight was more worth it. It wasn't just a matter of this is the only way I can cross the lake. Now it's this is the only way I can get all the cool shit. Yeah, I mean, and they did put more stuff in there like, okay, now there's a freaking boat in the middle of the lake. And if you go mm -hmm. to it, you find a gun. And then there's the whole cave system. And yep. I mean, yeah, I did like it. So... That being said, that leads me into my next one. It's kind of one and the same. How did you like being punished for doing the same cheesy shit you did in the original? I.e. the tower everybody liked to sit in and snipe. <laughs> you know, honestly, I never did that. Oh, I did it all the fucking time. <laughs> no, I... So what I used to do in the original is I used to put my back up against one of the doors. The, the doors leading out. <clears throat> And sit there and just because then I had my back covered and I could just plow through them when they came at me. So I didn't ever just chill up in the tower. But watching it blow up when you're not expecting it to <laughs> blow up, that was really cool. I liked it a lot. Well, the floor broke through when you tried to go up there and cheese fight it. Well, I mean, true. Yeah, that part, too. And then it broke. Then it exploded. Then you had the other thing where I used to, I used to, if I couldn't get to the tower in time, I used to put my back where the cow is in that first part. I used to put my back to the wall. Chainsaw guy's now cutting roofs down. Like he's blocking off your exit pass. Like it gets crazy. Oh yeah, that was definitely part of that whole <laughs> revamping Dr. Salvatore. They made him smart. Mm-hmm. They punish you for using old tactics. They want you to find out new ways to make the fights easier for you. And I was, I'm here for it. I liked that they punished you for trying to find old ways or use the old ways. I, I mean, you're probably right. But in my head, when we first started playing this and I was noticing those kind of differences in my head, it was like them sitting back laughing their asses off <laughs> because they just did it to be funny. I'm sure they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> bitch, you can't use that anymore. Then they changed the whole building design with the, you know, fight with, you know, when you were helping Lewis. Like, 
you gotta get you have to go upstairs now you can't just stay downstairs and fight you have to go upstairs I was like man you changed everything I can't cheese any of this it's I liked it it punished me for trying to use old ways and I liked it oh yeah in the original what I used to do is put my back up against the stairs because they weren't coming from like upstairs so I just put my back up against the stairs had my back covered and just shoot yeah no they're coming Mm-hmm. They're coming for you everywhere. So the other thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was an important change was the cur- like the fact that you can now buy with real money automatic weapon upgrades. How did you feel about that? Nah. Samezies. Nah. <laughs> You know what I would have bought with real actual live money? Mm. A Chicago typewriter. I'm right there with you. I would have totally paid for the 100% unlock. Like I would have paid like the five bucks, the three bucks, whatever it was they used to charge so I can unlock everything in the game. I would have paid for that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Not this whole you get to upgrade a single gun, pay us $9.99. Like, no, that's that was ridiculous. Yeah, not a fan at no. all. Not a fan at all. Yep. The microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. No. The the minor microtransactions they had in past games, I was okay with. Because it was things like, oh, do you want to buy the cosmetics? Or do you want to unlock everything in the game without having to go through ridiculously super hard Inferno Demon Hell Mode? Uh. Inferno Demon <laughs> Hell Mode. Listen, I have mad respect for all you video gamers out there that love doing that shit, I have mad respect for you. I just don't do it. Mm-mm. I'll buy it. <laughs> I never claimed to be an amazing video gamer. Never claimed it. Nope. Love playing video games. Not that great at it. I have mad respect for all you out there that can do it. Not me. So yeah, I would definitely pay money to to unlock all that. Yeah. I think everybody was pretty much on the same page for the most part that it was kind of a what the heck are you doing Capcom kind of thing but it is an important change from the original to this one is that microtransaction ability so I thought it was important to bring it up yeah and honestly there is one more thing one of the differences between the original and the remake is separate ways the reason I didn't bring it up is because we all know it's coming as DLC Mm. come on now we all know it's coming so that's why I didn't really want to bring it up. But as of right now, we don't have separate ways. So, mm-hmm. And I'm honestly excited to get separate ways for this one because there's a lot more Ada screwing around with stuff behind the scenes than there was in the original. I mean, there's some there was a dirty, dirty deal going on with her and uh, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can't wait because. With separate ways, you find out even more information. Mm. And I love it. I loved it then. I'm going to love it now. Cannot wait. Yep. But uh, but yeah, that's the only two big ones that I wanted to bring up because I felt like they were massive changes to the entire original. And they really did impact a lot. Yeah. Yup. And like I said, listeners, I know there's more. 
there's like, but we could spend like 10 hours going over every little difference, mm -hmm. you know? So I just wanted to hit really the big main ones and, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Well, with that being said, our little comparison episode is officially over. Yes. So I know we didn't do a mid break. So sorry, fans, we didn't really do mid-break, but let me just take a few more minutes of your time to rattle off our sponsors. So roll on over to Fan Roll Dice. Use our promo code AlmightyC10 and save yourself 10% off a set of dice or multiple sets of dice. And they have dice trays and dice bags and dice towers and dice accessories. Mm -hmm. I uh, was going through the website the other day and I noticed they have pens, like uh, not writing pens, but like enamel pens. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. You can check those out. Those are pretty cheap. I think they were like 10 bucks. And yeah, so you can save yourself 10% off your entire purchase by using our promo code. Then, while you're at it, you can switch on over to Nixie Gaming, use our promo code LOZLORE, and save yourself 10% off. Woo-woo! 10% off your purchase of different Switch accessories. Mm-hmm. They have, like, you know, the docking stations and blah, blah, blah. They got, like, uh, controllers, different types of controllers, and their newest thing is the GameCube controllers mm -hmm. for the Switch which Aaron happens to have one, and he loves it. I have really tiny hands, so I'm not a fan of GameCube controllers in general because they're big, and I have tiny hands. So, But if you are interested, they are pretty awesome. I will say they do look cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can save yourself 10% off your purchase by using our promo code. So the links for those and the promo codes are in the show notes. Spend your money and save some money. <laughs> well, with that being said, we want to thank you all for listening and tune in next week. Yeah, for some Death Island. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend, leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RELurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.